the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God wants us to have victory. Jesus did not come to give us instructions on how to guard ourselves against Satan and principalities. He came to give us complete knowledge on how to overcome the enemy that he's already defeated. That's it. Satan has already lost. Jesus came and took him by storm. By that, I mean by the power of almighty God. God is giving knowledge to the church in these last days to manifest results through your prayers because you are meant to pray. And the force going forth is to be so mighty that Satan cannot contend with your power of your prayers. Are you facing a challenge right now? Even as I'm speaking, God wants you to pray from a standpoint of victory, knowing in your heart who the enemy is. It's not flesh and blood. Therefore, you fight spiritually with confidence, knowing Satan cannot win. He is defeated and he's been defeated since long ago. So approach the throne of grace in boldness and in confidence, the Bible says. Today, I'm talking about the word of faith. And my question for you today is, where is the word of faith. Now, some would point to the Bible and say, Valerie, the word of faith is right here in the Bible. But no, today I'm looking for you to give me that answer from another place other than the Bible. Where is the word of faith? That's an important question for your prayers to rise up in great power for you to be able to walk in victory. You must know where the word of faith is. Oh, today we're going to answer that important question in just a few minutes. Listen, I want to tell you about what God did for me when I was in a situation that I couldn't handle myself. I was confined in a hospital next to my husband's bedside and I needed to go and visit someone and I could not. So God sent two individuals to handle the situation for me and they actually handled it better than I could have hoped or ever dreamed for. My husband was in the hospital and this time he was really, really ill. He, he had been in good health, but he had surgery. And the surgery was to replace a battery in his pacemaker. And I was quite a bit younger, you know, than I am today. But something went terribly wrong with the surgery. 
and he ended up on a ventilator and unconscious just to replace a battery and a pacemaker. I was by his side day and night, and so my mother was taking care of the children at home, and I received this phone call. I'm I'm sitting in this, this hospital room next to my husband. He's unconscious. He's on a ventilator, and I get this phone call from my child's school, and it was an important call. Now, now my son was in an elite private school during those days. He was like in middle school. And 99% of the graduates from this private school went on to college. They had 99% college participation. You can imagine this is really a fantastic school that we've got them enrolled in. I received this phone call from the school counselor and, you know, first she, I picked up the phone and she called my cell and she refreshed my memory telling me who her name was. And I said, oh, yes, I recall meeting you earlier in the year. I said, is is something wrong with my son? And she said, no, 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 Mrs. Sneed. He's fine. He's in his classroom. And I said, okay, well, I'm confused. Why do I have the pleasure of this call today? And she said, well, I just wanted to go over some things with you and and just kind of let you know what's going on. And I said, okay, so there must be some great concern. And she said, well, actually, he is unable to concentrate. And I said, oh, really? And I'm looking at my husband, you know, on a ventilator. She said, you know, he turns in some of his homework and other homework he doesn't turn in. And, you know, his grades are just kind of going up and down. They're kind of all over the place this semester. I'm sure you've noticed that. And I said, Yes, I I do see some change with him, you know, right now. And she said, well, you know, it's a problem. And I think that we need to get to the bottom of the problem. And I said, okay, I I understand, you know, he, he needs to keep his grades up. And I said, well, has anyone told you that right now his father is in the hospital on life support? And she said, yes, I do know about that. She apologized for the difficulty and our family right then. And then she went back to my son and she said, I know you all are struggling right now with your husband's health. She said, but um, Nevin has this problem and I'm concerned about him and I wanted to make you aware of it. And I said, "Okay." I said, well, she said, I think he needs to be evaluated. And I said, well, before we go to any deep measures, how about I have a talk with him? And let me go over with him, you know, kind of what's going on and check his backpack and talk with him about it and see what resolve that we can get. And I said, I'm thinking that his inability to focus right now might just be the situation with his father. But she begged not to agree with me. So I said, well, okay, I'll I'll have a talk with him. Well, before I could get to the bottom of the situation, my phone rang again and she said he needs to be evaluated. There's something wrong. I said, but he's always been a straight A and B student. I just don't think that just all of a sudden, I kind of think the situation with his father and no, 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 she didn't agree. I said, I really need to think about this. She said, we need to have an evaluation and I need your permission. So on the next phone call, I'd like for you to give me that permission. So I told her I would speak with her again. Well, you know me. I went to the Lord in prayer. And I'm telling you, I cried out to God because this was a fantastic school to be enrolled in. And I I cried out to God and I let God know, Lord, I need your help. I'm in the hospital room. I'm confined with my husband. I can't get over there to that school. I'm here day and night. My mother's trying to handle the children while I'm at the hospital. I don't have anybody else to go over there to that school. I need you to walk by his side. I need you to be his instructor. I need you to speak to that counselor. I need you to open the eyes of her understanding, Lord. 
I need her to give us favor. Father, you said we'd have favor with God and man. And right now, Lord, I need you to keep your word to me. I need favor. He needs support and help right now. He doesn't need an evaluation. He needs the power of almighty God to intercede for him right now. I want to tell you, just before I got up off my knees, I saw the most amazing vision. You know, sometimes God will answer just real quick. You know, I saw these two little angels and they were walking up the steps of the school and the school had these steps that went on like an, an incline, you know, upward. They ascended upward and it was an older building, but a beautiful, beautiful historic building. So these two little angels, they were walking up the steps of the school and I can still see them right now. And they had on these little white robes. And these little robes were dragging, <laughs> dragging the step beneath them, you know, as they walked up. And they each had a little black briefcase in their left hand. I can see them now. And they had the roundest little heads, you know, from the back, because I'm looking at them from the back, go up the steps. They reminded you of the, the cartoon character that's on Charlie Brown's, you know, cartoon with these little round heads. <laughs> it was so cute. And they're going up the steps, and these little robes are dragging. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Lord... Where are they going? And the Holy Spirit said, they're going to do Nevin's bidding. They're going to do his bidding. I want to tell you, I didn't even get another phone call from the counselor. I want to tell you that just after speaking and talking with him, after the fact, he wasn't doing great after that. And all of a sudden, not only did she not ring my phone again, but his grades began to come back up. His mind began to settle down because my child was touched by God. Oh, my goodness. What did Daniel say when King Darius came to see if the lions had devoured him? He said, oh, King Darius, live forever. For my God has sent his angels and he has shut the lion's mouth so that he could not harm me. Oh my goodness, glory to God. I'm telling you that God wants you to take the victory in the circumstances that you face. But today I'm talking about the word of faith. You know, I want to go over to Second Kings for just a few minutes and talk about Elisha, the prophet that visits a Shumanite woman. I want you to see something today. It's going to change the way that you pray. I'm going to paraphrase just for the sake of time. One day, Elisha went to a city where a wealthy woman lived and she urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would stop by and she and her husband would, you know, feed him. Well, she said to her husband, behold, now I know that this is a holy man of God who continually passes our way. Let's make a room for him with a roof and a bed a table and a chair and a lamp so that whenever he comes this way, he can stay there. Oh, my goodness. And let me stop for a moment right there. Remember, the Bible says in Matthew 10, 41, whoever receives a prophet as a prophet receives a prophet's reward. Oh, my goodness. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. I think this woman knew something about Elisha's God. So what do you think happened? Elisha the prophet was so pleased. He wanted to do something great for this woman, something good to repay her kindness. Remember that? Well, he ends up telling her, you will conceive a child. And remember 
the woman was, it sounded like her response kind of sounded like she was upset because she told him, oh, man of God, do not lie to me like that. You see, because her husband was older. He was an older man. And she knew, no, this is just not going to happen. We're talking about the word of faith. And remember, as that story in the Bible goes on, for the sake of time, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, that the boy grew up. And remember one day he went out in the field with his father to see his father in the harvest field. And he started complaining of a headache. He he was saying, my head, my head, my headaches. And remember, the father told the servant, take him back to his mother. And remember, in his mother's arms, he collapsed. Yes. And as we recall that story, that he died in the mother's arms. And then she saddled a donkey. And before she left, remember what she said to her husband? She said, all is well. And so she went with one of her servants when the prophet's servant saw her coming. And he said, and he said, that's that Shumanite woman. (laughs) Something's vexed or something's troubling her in her spirit. And God has hidden it from me. And remember, I'm making a long story short. Alicia's prophet goes before him and lays a staff on the little boy. But the little boy wasn't revived. And as he's leaving, after she tells him what the problem is, as he's leaving to go to the child, she says to Alicia, she says, I will not leave you until you come with me. She was not going to leave him until he went with her back to her house. So he agrees to go back to the house with her. And remember what happened? So miraculous that Alicia was able to pray. And when he first laid his body over the child, warmth came back to his body, but he didn't come back to life. And the Bible shows us that he paced back and forth. And then he laid his body over the child a second time. And this time, remember, the child sneezed seven times and breath came back into the body and life was restored. It's amazing what this woman said when He collapsed and he died and she let the father know she was leaving. But she said to him, all is well. When the prophet's servant saw her coming and he said, you know, it's that Shumanite woman. When she reached the servant, she said to the servant, the servant said, what's wrong? What's going on? She said, all is well. Until she got to the man of God and told him what the situation was. So I want to ask you again today, where is the word of faith? We can see it right here clearly by the Shumanite woman. And she did not know God. This is a Shumanite woman. But she knew that if she could get to the man of God and that if he would pray that her child would be restored his life. The word of faith is in your mouth. She kept focused on the answer. And she accepted nothing but the answer. Alicia calling on his God. Our faith cannot be limited. Her faith wasn't limited by death. Her faith wasn't even limited when he collapsed. Her faith wasn't limited when she set him in the room. Dead. Completely dead. But when she set out, she said to her husband, all is well. You see, we have to know in our heart That God is with us. We have to know that if we could just get to God, that he will take care of our circumstance. The word of faith is in your mouth. That's where the word of faith is. When we pray, 
and we come out of prayer, we have to come out with a sense of victory. We have to come out knowing that we've already won. Remember before Jesus called Lazarus forth from the dead, he spoke to God and he spoke to him from a position knowing that he that he already heard that he was going to do what he was about to speak. He knew it was already done. God wants us to pray from a position of victory because the temple of God is within you. The power, the word of faith is in your mouth. Genesis 6, 3 says this. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. Oh, my goodness. What did he just say? Now, remember, God said this after the fall of man. He said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. That means my spirit will not always contend with man. It's as though God was saying, yes, Satan. You beguiled them. You tricked them and they took of the fruit. But my spirit won't always contend with the flesh of man. See, because really God was foreshadowing in a sense when he said that because he knew the coming of Christ and he knew that when Christ came, it's as though he's saying, that's okay, Satan. I'm not always going to struggle with their flesh. I won't always have to contend with men. See, I'm going to build a temple inside of them. And inside that temple, I'm going to put my spirit. I'm going to walk in them. I'm going to dwell in them. Remember that? You see, that's so God was foreshadowing and showing us that the temple is within us. So when Adam and Eve were in the garden, God's spirit was not inside of them. And so therefore, because of the flesh, man sinned. But that's why he said, my spirit will not always have to contend with their flesh. I'm going to live on the inside of them. You see, because once God lives on the inside of you, everything changes. Then his spirit rises up in power when you pray. When we walk and live according to the word of God, something happens when we pray. When we read the Bible and do what the Bible is telling us to do, we begin to walk in great power. That's when your very footsteps shake the foundation of the earth. That's when your prayers shake the nation. That's when your prayers call the dead back to life. That's when your prayers tell cancer to go and it goes. That's when your prayers tell kidneys to function and they function. That's when your prayers call forth the angels of God and they come and answer and go and do your bidding. When we walk and live according to the word of God, That temple that is within us, that is filled with the spirit of God, the power flows from that temple because the word of faith is in your mouth. That's the understanding that God wants to bring his people to. If you're wondering, how can I pray from a place of victory? Now you have that answer because he said, My spirit will not always strive with man. Oh, my goodness. So the temple of the living God is within you. And because the temple of the living God is inside of the believer, there is a power. There is a force that is so mighty that as we learn to unleash that force, circumstances change. 
Sunday before last, I was asked to pray for a Muslim man. Now, this family had already told me once before, Valerie, you are not going to convert us. Okay, (laughs) I got that. But let me tell you what happens when people run into a situation that they cannot handle. Pain, sickness, disease, you know, those types of things. Devastation. When the day of trouble comes, that's when people understand the God who you worship. So I went to her house. And she asked me to pray for him. I said, no problem. You, you want me to pray for him? She said, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I called him in here just a few minutes ago. He had come in the room and told me what the situation was. And, and I said, oh, you know, I think it's a sciatic nerve. He said, um, a sciatic nerve? I said, yeah. He was practically dragging one leg. And I said, that's the sciatic nerve. That's what that is. And he said, you know, I've been to three doctors. And one of them said that, that word that you just said. I said, yeah, the sciatic nerve. You know, this, this gentleman speaks French. And so I said, yeah, that, that's what it is, a sciatic nerve. He said, well, I'm supposed to go to two more doctors this week. I said, can I, can I just go ahead and pray for you? And he said, sure, sure. So I said, okay, could you sit down? So he sat down. I put one hand on his knee and one hand on his foot. You know, I'm kneeling down by him, and I began to call on God. And, and before I started to pray, let me back this up a moment. I said, now, I'm going to pray for you out loud. And after I pray for you out loud, then I'm going to pray silently. Are you okay with that? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. I said, all right, then. So I laid one hand on his knee and one on his foot, and I began to call on God. And I began to call on Jesus Christ, the name that's above every name. And as I prayed for him, this is so awesome. No one has ever done this before. As I prayed for him, and then I prayed silently, and and I said, um, Stand up. I said, is it gone? And he said, yes, no, no, just a little bit. Just, it's just a little bit there. I said, sit back down. That's not good enough. And so I laid hands on him again, and I prayed again. And it was so amazing. As I was praying for him, it seemed like there was a force that was coming forward. It was the oddest feeling. And I'm praying for him, and it feels like it's going backwards, but then it feels like something's coming forward. I'm like, what? what is this? You know. And so I'm praying for him, and I keep on praying. And then I said, so can you stand up now? You know, at the end, I say in Jesus' name, can you stand up? And he's Muslim. And so he said, yeah, yeah. And he he began to shake his legs and shake his legs. And he began to jump up and down and jump up and down. He went around the house once, again, and then again, like three or four times. He came back and he said to his wife, he said, where is that lady's church? She said, oh, Valerie doesn't have a church. I said, no, I I don't have a church, sir. He said, you have something special. You know, you got something real, real special. I tell you what, God will show up when you need him to show up. God wanted to witness to this man. He wanted him to know that Jesus Christ is real. He wanted him to know that if they would give their life over to Christ, that they would have access to the same power that I have access to. I'm telling you, in that house that day, God did a mighty testimony. She said, Valerie, you know what you need? You need a building. You need a place where people can come to to pray. You know, I said, yeah, you know, maybe you're right about that. Maybe you're right. You know, you can pray and people will get healed. I said, well, maybe you're right. But my interest was not in a building to have people to come to. My interest was in God showing up. My interest was in them knowing that Christ was more than just a man that walks the earth. My interest. 
interest was in them knowing that he really is the son of God. See, when we walk and live according to God's word, I want to tell you today, because right now God is trying to encourage you. He wants you to know that obedience to his word brings mighty results. The same things that I see in prayer, the same results that I get in prayer, every single one of us is to get mighty results in prayer. Now, there is a gift of healing. There is a gift of miracles. And there are different gifts. But we know that he gives them out freely as he will. But all of us are supposed to see mighty, powerful results in prayer. Results that change people's lives. Results that call people to come unto Christ. That's why Jesus did the miracles. He wanted us to know. That he defeated Satan on the cross, but he came to do the miracles so that people would come into Christ because God wants a family. Remember, God created man for the relationship because he wanted a family. When you pray, remember that the word of faith is in your mouth. When you pray from a standpoint of victory, knowing that Satan's already defeated, that's when. You've already won. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.